This is the Sports Divided Podcast. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. To the net, over. Patrick Kane has scored the goal. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. The Cubs win the World Series. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. Welcome back to Sports Divider recording. On Wednesday, August 16th, uh, tonight I'm joined by Dave, Keith, Matt, and I'm your host, Rick. All right, guys, we got we got the uh, AFC, the NFC South. We're going to talk about them like we did last week with the East. Talk a little uh, position groups, who we think has the best, and our biggest surprise, our biggest disappointment, and who we think is going to win the division. Um, also, we're going to obviously hit our MLB power rankings. We're going to talk a little Bears preseason week one and uh, the overhypeness of uh, seven total air yards thrown by a certain quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we'll we'll touch a little on a uh, new segment. We talked about it last week. We're going to start a Mount Rushmore draft. Um Every week, you know, it could be anything. When it's real slow, it might be like fast food chains or something like that. You never know. Oh, man, that could work. Uh, but this week we're doing uh, Mount Rushmore of NFL nicknames. Uh, it'll be a snake draft style. Um, yeah, I think everybody kind of knows what that'll end up looking like style-wise, but curious to see the names. But So I'm going to start it off with this. Um, it came out. Earl or late last week, obviously earlier this year, Jim Harbaugh was suspended for four games against uh, or from coaching at Michigan. And now somehow he has been able to punt it down to the 2024 season. Um, is this the first flag that Jim Harbaugh will not be coaching at Michigan in 2024? Because he's not going to go four games without being paid. Just knows he's going to have an NFL job lined up, probably. Well, he's been seeking an NFL job, and uh, you know, the Vikings going to come back calling me again, or you know. But has uh, he been seeking it, or has he just been using it as leverage every year to maybe get yeah. a couple extra mil from Michigan every single year? Yeah. Well, it's, it's entirely possible. But him punting on skipping, he would have been suspended for Eastern Carolina, UNLV. Bowling Green and Rutgers, and now he punted on that to the next year, which I don't think they've set the Big Ten schedule, obviously, yet since, uh, you know, we have new teams joining. And, uh, yeah, I just I, – I feel like it's much more of a, well, we'll see if I'm around next year type of type of thing. I could be wrong, but well, is it official it. that uh, it's pushed back to next year? Uh yeah, yes. 
Well, it also shows you, you know, <laughs> how the haves and the have-nots uh, get uh, dealt with uh, because uh, there are certain schools, uh, you know, none of which would wear black and gold that uh, would, uh, you know, there wouldn't even be an option. They know? they would get the uh, SMU death penalty sentence. Well, for. yeah, I mean, it's like. <laughs> like i'm sorry you know did we hurt your feelings oh you you know when when would you like to be suspended when would you you know that's what i don't get like i get like if he appealed it i get if he like appealed it and they like shortened it or something but like to be able to just say oh yeah push it off so and here you go so i found their future schedule so next year their first three games uh fresno state Texas at the big house, Arkansas State in their first game of Big Ten play. So you're telling me he's going to set a, the game against Texas in the big house when no, he could have sat yeah. when he could have sat again Eastern Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. But you said that he's just kicking a can down the road and worry about it next year. He'll come out smelling like a rose somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to think, like what what NFL coaches are on hot seats right now. Now, is this suspension for college football or just for Michigan? College football. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I guess he's not going to be a wildcat then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm trying to like what. What NFL coaches Tennessee could be a spot? I don't know. What'd you say, Matt? I think Brable's got that locked in, right? What if they have a bad year? I mean, I might be given uh, some insight to my predictions, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking like what what jobs could be appealing that have a decent quarterback in the NFL that a coach could be leaving or on the hot seat, you know, like not Indy. They just got a coach, which he has connections to not Detroit. Cause I don't think Dan Campbell's going to crap the bed. No. Minnesota's good with Kevin Connell. Green Bay's good with Matt LaFleur. Like it'd have to be a team that has like a big Chargers, maybe a big pull, maybe yeah. I guess the Chargers would probably be a very good option. Yeah, I mean, if the Jets do not do good with Rodgers, do they look at switching out Solomon, Belichick, and the Patriots? Is this is how long has he been there? Is the second year Solomon? No, fourth, I think. Fourth yeah, I how think close, how close is Belichick to retirement? Uh, I don't know if he'll retire. I would bet he gets fired before he does that. Yeah. Probably so. He didn't hurt himself when he picked it up Zeke. Or when he gave uh, – yeah, he's been a head coach since 2021. So so it's his fourth. It'll be his third year, I guess. Zach Wilson. I thought he was there the year before Zach Wilson got there, but he was not. Um. When does Belichick hang it up? Too? That's a, that's a good question. When he finally proves that it wasn't Tom Brady, <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to be there a while longer. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he could have helped. Himself. Yeah, he could have helped himself out by like giving Mac Jones a real offensive coordinator last year instead of a guy who's defensive yeah. coordinator that was a bad head coach in Detroit. He looks good with that pencil behind his ear, though, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> the flow, the beard, and the pencil. Woohoo! <laughs> I mean, Josh McDaniels is he? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's... Two years? I don't think they would let him go after two years. Boy, they were bad last year. I know, and there was rumblings last year that he might be gone, but like yeah. he hasn't had long ten years in the NFL. So, but would I mean? I guess it's Vegas. That would be the draw to Hardball, but the roster itself isn't much of a draw. Now, McCarthy, maybe. I was gonna. That, that was what just popped into my head. What about Dallas? What if it's a giant Jerry Jones? I could see, I, yeah. But I don't know. I just thought it'd be a fun topic to talk about since it might affect the NFL and uh, it does affect the Big Ten. And I don't know. It just it seems like like Keith said the uh, I don't even want to say the haves or the rich get richer, but like. There's definitely some favoritism that goes on yeah. with that, yeah. obviously. Uh, um, but yeah, that is one one topic that I wanted to talk about when it comes to the college football uh, landscape. And the other is this week, uh, the AP Top 25 came out. Um, and anybody want to guess who number one was? Just a just a shot in the dark for college football AP top twenty five. We're we're taking a guess. Well, no, it came out, so it wouldn't be a guess. It was Georgia. Well, I just didn't know if anybody looked at it, so that's why. (laughs) Yeah, it's Georgia. Georgia getting okay. Georgia getting sixty of the sixty three votes. Wow. And I know Bama was five. That's the only one I knew. No, Bama's four. Yeah, number four. four. And then, uh, Mich- Michigan's two and Ohio State's three. Yeah, Michigan is two. They got two first place votes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what writer. I get coaches because coaches are coaches and they kind of just maybe hand a, a thing to one of their buddies. I don't know what writer can look at the, the teams and say, yeah, I'm going to put Michigan number one and I'm going to put Ohio State number one. That happened three different times. What? Ohio State got one first place vote. Michigan got two first place votes. And then Georgia got the other 60. The other 60. Yeah. <laughs> but so just a quick rundown out of the top 10. Uh, Washington is 10. Clemson's nine. Florida State's eight. Penn State is seven. USC is six. LSU, five. Bama, four. Ohio State three, Michigan two, Georgia one. Texas uh, sits at 11, Notre Dame at 13. Uh, TCU is 17, Oklahoma 20. I don't know how they're there. Uh, And Iowa sneaks in in this one instead of Texas Tech at 25. This is me just being not in the know NCAA-wise, but where do these points come from? What 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 are points? I think it's just the total, like, the way they calculate votes. 
So like yeah, because you get every the... every every slot gets slotted a number of yeah. votes, kind of like we do with our power rankings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll. Get, I think they uh, just classify it different. Yeah. So if you're if, if somebody gets voted number one, they I'm just making this up. Uh, they make it 25 points. Uh, okay. You know, and then so on again. You kind of reduce that by you know, number two, then you get 24. And, okay. So. Yeah. So that's how then they come up with the. Kind of like how we had our our quarterbacks last week, I guess. The point system. Whatever you guys gave, everybody got associated a point total and then they got those those numbers. Yeah. And, and now I did see I did read an interesting article yesterday. Remember last week we talked about the money uh in the pack the whole pack ten deal going away, you know, now you got the pack four. The, the numbers that I saw, I think yesterday, were everybody in the Pac-10 was getting $21.5 million from the Pac-10, the schools. And uh, the, the four that are left now, as they look at other conferences that they could join, most of them pay out three, three and a half, that type of thing. So they have a hole in their athletic budget of about 18 to $20 million. This stuff. So the, I, you wonder why they're panicked and stuff like that. Um, and you know, the, the, I I did go through a rush article that there's not a lot of places for them to land. It's gonna be. It's yeah. really, it's gonna be I bad. I mean, I if I still bet on it, I still think somehow Stanford ends up in the Big Ten. As an academic school, that's where they fit. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go to a three conference system. Academically, they belong in the Big Ten. Yeah, you know, with Northwestern, with I would assume down the line, if it goes to three, Duke, you know, like the upper echelon of Indiana, that type of academic Purdue. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that. That's where they fit. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know. But that's a huge. A huge hole to try and fill all of a sudden, and like they said, a lot of sports that won't be funded. Now they did say that the television stations that had the rights to uh, some of them would kick in some more money, but nowhere near nothing like closer to gap or anything like that. No, I mean, yeah, they'd have well, they'd have to kick in probably a little bit just to entice them, but yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah. It would almost be, and then what are those two teams doing that conference? Like it almost becomes a why Missouri and Texas A&M left and Colorado left the Big 12 originally. The Texas Longhorns created this Longhorn network with ESPN and they were getting four times as much money as everybody else. On top of already the Big 12 contract was the top four teams of ratings got they had it tiered with how they got money. So the top four teams got the most money, and then the next four teams got like a, a second group of it. So Texas and Oklahoma were already getting the most money out of the conference, and then Longhorns created this Longhorn network, which completely flopped anyways, but they were still making however much more money. And that's when Missouri and Texas A&M and Colorado said, see you later, because they were on just on the outskirts of those top four money dollars. Which for Missouri, it sucked because the way the Big Twelve did it was they 
they didn't really they didn't really do it by who was watching games with ratings. They did it more with uh, market shares, and they split the Kansas City market in half because there's KU fans there and Kansas State fans there. So even if Missouri was reined in more than half of those people, they only it got split a third. So Missouri never had a chance to to jump anybody. Huh. Yeah, that, I mean, and that was kind of that. Those moves are kind of what started the whole uh, college landscape that we see now. The Longhorn Network was what started it all, and then the SEC Network and Big Ten Network came out of it, though. But we'll move on um, to week one of the Bears preseason. Um, Road to you the guys Super Bowl. Can, yeah, you guys can tell me how how uh, we're likely in the Super Bowl season here. Yeah, <laughs> how how well the radio personalities uh, ran with this, but I know Twitter was going off on the fact that uh, Justin Fields threw for uh, 129 yards, two touchdowns, and was on three passes. Uh, but they always seem to failed to mention that his actual total air yards were uh, like seven total yards in the air, but actually yards in front of scrimmage were minus seven because it was three yards behind the line of scrimmage, two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and two yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then if you actually look at the videos, Ronnie almost skipped the ball to DJ Moore. Luckily, DJ Moore's got speed and Tennessee had their yeah, they did mention he had to adjust to get the ball. Yeah. Oh, big time! Like there's a there's a picture if you if you look on Twitter there was a picture somebody snagged it perfect. DJ Moore is like his hands are below his knees going to grab the ball, but again, they then set it up. They set up the screen or the screen pretty good with the guys, um, and then. Another thing that I got that somebody pointed out because uh, what's the guy on NFL Network, Adam Reich or Rank, Matt? Do you know him? Rick Rack or something like that. He's a big Chicago guy. No, writes for the NFL. Yeah, writes for the NFL Network, and he was like gloating and gloating and gloating. And one one of the uh, defensive guys on the NFL Network screenshotted something and said, "Yeah, this was a great screen to Herbert, except for the three guys that were illegally downfield." There's two, there's, two, there's two linemen six almost six yards ahead of the line of scrimmage. Is that, is that a problem? <laughs> Maybe the officials are still in preseason mode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, here, I'll, I'll, run. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll share I'll share this one. This is the this is the picture of it. Those, those guys are a little, <laughs> a little bit downfield. <laughs> What's the rule? Uh, one yard within the line of scrimmage? Yeah, uh, and here's the DJ Moore throw that I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Luckily, that's a, perfect, DJ... that's a perfectly placed <laughs> ball to put him in a good position to uh, just, you know, take the ball and run. Yeah, keep his eyes downfield. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And this was the other one, which I, I didn't notice it in game, but you see a picture of it, you're like, man, if he didn't put it behind him, the guy's got another probably 15 yards to run there he's mm. got a linebacker on him to beat but well who are we to crit criticize those both went for touchdowns yeah so it's like yeah well the herbert one obviously the 
Herbert one should have came back. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that was the point of. But yeah, the DJ Moore one that shows. Again, I still don't believe he's the number one, but it shows that he's more of a weapon than that the Bears have had in a long time. The yeah, fact and that's that he can you take can't a, discount that, but at yeah. the same time, uh, you know, you're not going to win a lot of games living and dying with, uh, uh, well, not die. I mean, trying to live on those kinds of passes. I mean, that, that's not going to. This isn't the uh, this isn't the 07 Mizzou team with Jeremy Macklin and the tunnel screen that we he could take to uh, yeah, the house that, at any uh, given yeah. time. Yeah, because if that's, but that's case, what it was. Yeah, teams teams will adjust and then they'll they'll force him to throw uh, downfield and then then we'll see. You know. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. had throwing downfield in, in practice. His own defense has been beating the hell out of him. Well, today he threw for a ball a deep ball that somebody caught. They're going to make a highlight out of it because. It's just not happening. So That's that, that was is that enough time, or is it him? You know, at this point, probably a little of both. It's I think it's. I mean, we talked about it last year. He's not a great on to the second, third, fourth read type of quarterback. He's a he's a good one read guy, but if that one read's not open, wow. it gets a little di- it gets a little dicey. I I think my takeaway though too was. I think I was a little bit more impressed with the secondary than I thought I was going to be. And I don't know if that's because uh, Malik Willis and Levy were are not good or if the secondary was better than expected or a mixture of both. You know what I mean? Like The kid out of Miami looks pretty good. He looks lanky. He looks like he could be good. That's yeah. But he, he, like if I, yeah, if I go back if I go back to the three or four series, whatever that he had plays in, I think they all came with Will Levis at quarterback, and Will Levis was not not good for the Titans that day. And Malik Willis throwing the ball wasn't great. He was more of a uh, runner when he was effective. But I don't know. I think I think the defense. I think the thing that I got from the defense is the defensive line might be a problem. They they might get gashed a lot for the run just by well, the fact that they didn't get any the big, big pass guard uh rusher they got and some of that yeah. rushed the pass really, really well, but I guess doesn't play a didn't play in a lot of running downs because he wasn't very good against the run. Well, that's what I was. Besides, hit, they had no other pressure outside of, outside of that. Yeah, and their and, linebacker uh, Edmonds, apparent. I mean, how how hurt is he? Yeah, said he hasn't what, what yeah. practice intent. TJ Edwards, right? Yeah, and then he came out and said some weird thing like, "Yeah, no, I don't really want to talk about it when I'm back or something like that." Yeah, yeah. Playing cards with Claypool. But I don't know. We'll see. A couple highlights. Um, obviously, you know, our first round pick, so they've got a couple of things on Darno right. And it looks like from what I saw the tape and the way they cut it up and discuss it, he, he had a really great day. Um, you know, if you're going against their number one, I don't know, but uh, no, I don't think I think that was the thing. I think Tennessee didn't play anybody yeah. anybody in their on the defense. They and they didn't play Tannehill, they didn't play Henry. I don't think they played many starters they played a lot of guys that were like 
bubble starter, like fighting for a spot type of guys, but not like, yeah, they're they're locked in starter types. Yeah, yeah. so it's hard to make, you know. Yeah. But, it, you know, the couple of plays I saw with Darnell Wright looked like he held his own, and, you know, if he can help out in the running game, you know, Justin Fields maybe doesn't have to be as accurate. <laughs> Well, if he can just somebody's hands, or if he can just give Justin Fields a little bit of time to like not instantly run for his life to scramble to get a guy open, like you know, mm-hmm. hold the guy up a little bit so then the guy can end a route and then Fields can maybe go scramble a little bit and run a guy open type of thing. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll definitely be better than last year. Hopefully, uh, yeah. I mean. Injuries aside, I think, yeah, I, I don't think, I think it's. Uh, Overall, say, depth is going to be better, you know, question. I don't want to say easy, but I think it's easy to say that five wins is, that like, the the bar of, like, minimum, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if it's less than five, then there might be an issue. I mean, we were in games last year that we had no business being in just because of the explosiveness of Justin Fields and maybe a few lucky defensive plays, but we got more talent just across the board this year. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we sneak out a few games that we shouldn't and win a couple yeah. more games people are predicting us to win. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point because last year uh, they, they were. They were a handful of plays from winning, you know, three more games. Yeah, uh, easily. And I, I don't mean winning easily. I mean, uh, you know, have adding three more wins to their total. So, you know, and that you got to do, you, you do have to credit the coach for that. And um, so now with more talent, who knows? Yeah. I mean, if, we, we if, had, they, if they had three more wins last year, they're season, in the playoffs. This season wouldn't look anywhere near as promising. No. no. You, you wouldn't have DJ Moore. You wouldn't have a lot of these guys. And, yeah. Uh, you know, well, no, I I would bet they would still went out and made a splash. I just it wouldn't have been DJ Moore. It might have been DeAndre Hopkins. Like they still, I think, would have got him a weapon because they knew they needed to get him another. Like, yeah, yeah, because you could also uh, look at that. I mean, <laughs> you can look at that both ways. Actually, yeah, they they could have won three more games, but they're also, I, I if I'm not mistaken, they uh, were close to losing two, two more. Yeah, one or two games that they won that they actually yeah. should have lost. So, San <laughs> so Francisco game one, San Francisco in the rain, right? right. Where Trey Lance got hurt and yeah. Jimmy G couldn't do anything with the ball in the rain. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll come back to this because we're going to do right before the season, we'll do over unders on some win totals and some other prop bets like we did last year. But as of right now, the over under for the Bears win total is seven and a half. I feel like it's a little high. Which which is a a sub five hundred team. So yeah, but I Minnesota. What's what do they have Minnesota pegged at? Uh, let's see. I'll just read off the rest of the division. Uh, Detroit is nine and a half. Green Bay is seven and a half, and the Vikings are uh, eight and a half. Okay. Wow, that's pretty. Uh, what what were the Lions? <laughs> nine nine and a half. Well, that's kind of. They said, yeah, the, the Lions are nine and a half, but they're the only ones that don't have a plus money on either side of the bet. 
So like the Packers is plus one fifteen for the under seven and a half. Okay. Uh, the Vikings are plus one hundred five on the under of eight and a half, and the Bears are plus one ten on the under of seven and a half. The the Lions are minus one fifteen on over nine and a half, and minus one hundred five on under nine and a half. Hmm. So they got that. Uh... They got that set to where you, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to touch that Lions bet just because, one, it's the Lions, and two, you don't really have any value on it. Um, Anything else about about that game? I know they uh, – Just the sheer explosiveness that we have, and it's just going to – we're going to be a, a beast to be reckoned with. That's really it. I mean, we don't need very many plays to just put points on the board, bottom line. It's obvious. Well, yeah. Well, you might want some more plays because otherwise your defense is going to get torched. <laughs> yeah, a lot of. But I was trying to pre-play drives, huh? Yeah. Well, as long, as, I mean, if 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 they end in points, it's better than them ending in punts. True. And outs all the time again. Yeah, you'll take that trade off. Yeah. I think maybe the last observation was I think it was Valus Jones, right? Was the uh, oh the oops again? I mean, they've they've got he's got a. I don't yeah. know that play again ever, like for the Bears at least. I just don't I'm know. Not gonna... That was so. That was so bad. I mean, every one of us knows if you're going to let the ball bounce, let it just get out of the way. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was that was that the punt that led to the Titans' second touchdown early in the game, or probably. was it late in the game? Yeah, no, probably. Well, I don't remember offhand. Because I turned it off after like the. I'm not going to lie. I turned it off after like the six minute mark in the second quarter i'm like yeah i don't really care to watch any of the third stringers or four stringers tonight that are already in the game and playing the rest of it i think i just went about my day on a yeah. 12 o'clock on a on a saturday somebody was going over that on the radio i think it might have been once said you know that Dallas jones only caught like 16 or 18 punts in his life before he, before they anointed him that the, they it wasn't like he was a big punt returner in high school and in college and all this. He had caught like 16, and I think they said only three or more at night. Yeah. Because he was having trouble seeing it. <laughs> right. So so just because just because he's fast, they they deem him the punt returner. I mean, uh, it seems like that's what it is. And it, yeah. it's he's got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, last year and and now the, uh, this year, I mean, you know, how how can you risk that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, because it's such a huge game turner when you, uh, uh, you know, when you muff a punt, when you, when you, when you lose the ball like that. Well, especially and like you make a big, like you, realistically, it doesn't matter. It's spring or it's not. I almost said spring training. It's preseason. But like if you are, yeah, if you're week one against the Packers and you get a a good stop right after you score, and then all of a sudden you fumble it and you're now the Packers got it again on your thirty-five. Right. After you just stop, you know, you just came up with a big stop. Like, I don't know. It's uh, I guess they're always looking for Devin Hester 2.0, right? <laughs> anytime, anytime Hester 2.0. <laughs> but all right, last any other thoughts before we move on to our uh, MLB rankings? Hey, fans, I know you like what you hear, so do us a favor. Hit that plus button and subscribe to our podcast. We're available anywhere podcasts are found. You can also support us by following us on Twitter and Instagram 
with the handles Sports Divided. Our power rankings for the MLB this week, and we'll just have some general MLB talk also with it, but uh, our power rankings as of right now. Oh, hold on. Wrong thing. Uh, at number 10 this week, Milwaukee Brewers snuck in there. Number nine, the Seattle Mariners. They are still hot. Last week we talked and they were nine and one. This week, I think in their last 10, they're eight and two. Um, the Phillies are eight, seven, the Blue Jays, six, the Astros, five, the Rays. They bumped up one spot. The numbers like them a little bit more. The Baltimore Orioles are four. The Dodgers are three. The Rangers are two. And the Atlanta Braves, the best team in baseball, are still number one. Um, I saw some some people had a, the, the Orioles ranked number one. I mean, I again, I I I think I put them. I think a lot of us. Let me. See. Um. Yeah, all of us have them. Three of us have them number two, and Keith has them four. But it's the for them, it's the giant difference of run differential that they're only a plus sixty one. The way we did the formula, the way I did the formula, I should say. Like I said, I, I wasn't going to change it mid season to lessen the amount of percentage that comes from that run differential. But the Braves are two plus two oh six. Uh, the Texas Rangers are plus one ninety seven. The Dodgers are plus one forty. Yeah, the Rays are plus one forty. Huge differences there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and Baltimore is sixty one. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's probably mainly of it. Besides, also like we like I kind of mentioned last week, like their their pitching staff numbers aren't great either when it comes to. Just some of the some of those uh, analytical stats, along with just anything like they're they're uh, they're eighth in strikeouts per nine. Um, they're also. 17th in walks per nine. So some of those kill them. Uh, Where'd we uh, put the Cubs? Uh, the Cubs ended up at, at 12 again this week. So they're, they're right behind the, the Red Sox. I mean, Milwaukee just keeps winning. They're not like- I think they're running for it. It was one. Yeah. Uh, they, it's like two, two right now. They lost last yeah. night to the Dodgers. Six but the Cubs got a chance uh, next couple weeks to make some hay here. Yeah, you got hit in uh, bad news from Strowman today. So, yeah. One of the young kids is going to have to come up and, and be able to do something. You know, and they pointed out a good thing uh, today. If anybody listens to Steve Stone, Talking about some things like that, and you know, the, the last couple of years they've been able to carry twenty eight players because of COVID in uh, in the fall, and this year it's going back to twenty six. No, the September call-ups are always twenty eight. That wasn't because of COVID. 
Well, they so said they this, this year they're only going to be able to bring up two people. Yeah, that they have 26-man rosters right now. That gets them to 28. Yeah. But they were carrying two extras last year. So it means you can bring up you bring up a pitcher, you can bring up one pitcher and one hitter to try and help you. Yeah, I I mean I again I think they've done that. I think when when did they get rid of being able to bring up all forty, like two thousand eighteen or something like that? Yeah, I don't know if it was that far ago, that long ago. But yeah, I mean and I think it's been the 28 since. Uh, let's see. Uh, that rule rule changed in 2018 into effect in 2019. So 2019 was the first year where yeah. that used to be, yeah, they it used to be they could bring up three because you had a 25-man roster. And then they let you have a 26-man roster, so now it's only bringing up two. Instead of being able to bring up 40 guys and have 27 different guys that could come out of the pen, the pen every right. day. Yeah. Tony, Tony LaRusa used to love that one. Oh, my oh, God. And, and, you only had, and you didn't have to face anybody. Exactly. You could have, you could have nine you guys pitching. One batter. <laughs> one batter. That was it. Yeah. One, one, yeah. One batter and – and sometimes no, no batters. I changed my mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the phone, I, I called out there for so-and-so. World, Dave, you remember 2011 World Series? I called out there for, I forget who he said, and all of a sudden Lance Lynn comes out. So he had him intentionally walk a guy to the, and then went back out there and got, him, got the yeah. guy. He, I think he, I think I'm guessing he just screwed up and said the wrong name or like, had a different scenario in his head and then it didn't play out and Lynn was ready. He's like, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll just, <laughs> you just walk this guy and we'll get the other guy up and ready to go. Take your time throwing your four balls. Yeah. yeah. Really, really. And you White Sox fans were complaining <laughs> about Tony La Russa. We could have complained about him. Um, well, it wasn't Tony La Russa. We'll just put it with that. Right? Yeah. I all thought it was and it clearly wasn't. I kept telling you. I kept telling you. It's not Tony. It's not yeah. Tony. It's yeah. not Tony. Um. So, uh, MLB wise, um, I don't know. It's this is like, I think this is the worst time of the MLB season. This like stretch in August, like. There's not really well, much to talk about for you guys. This is no, I mean, that's something you used to know either. I'm not even talking about that. Like, I'm just talking about even in general, like, it doesn't feel like there's like for some reason, every single year, this time of year, it feels like you're never getting like the playoff implication matchups that you want. Like, those all come in September. Like, there's you know, like, it's like, like, I look at the schedules today, right? It's Houston and Miami. Yes, it has playoff implications, but like the actual series themselves, Cleveland, Cincinnati doesn't do anything. Philly, or Philly and Toronto, Seattle, Kansas City, San Diego, Baltimore. Like, I always feel like this stretch in August is like it's a dog oh, yeah, the, summer, right? Yeah, the, the leftover cool. games that we have to play throughout the year that like nobody really gets excited for, you know, like as a national 
base. Here you yeah, go. you just want to fast forward to September. Yeah. You know, like, like there, there's only one series that realistically I would look at and say, oh, that would be fun. But the team has been so bad on the one half of this. It's the Braves-Yankees. The Yankees have been so bad lately that, like, I guess Toronto and Philly is probably the best series going on right now. And that's that's what I mean by it. it's just like it's like this stretch in August all the time that like it almost feels like sometimes like like week one of college football is a little different, but then like week two, three, and four in college football are usually these nobody games. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's well, just like can we can we get to the meat of this? Can we get to like mm-hmm. you know the stuff that like every night the intensity is going to be through the roof no matter what because but I guess maybe this is the first year of this. Maybe it's not going to be like that, though, too, because you don't play your division rivals 18 times. So you don't have all these matchups in September anymore that right. yeah, two-game two swings. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't even think I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah. But I don't know. It's – we shall see. I also uh, – Where's Shohei? What? Where's Shohei going? Because man, the Angels are just bad. Yeah, I. It makes moves, and then it's just. At what point? Yeah, like what do you do now? Like you're the GM, and like you've sold every other year. This time you laid your, you laid it out on the table. You, you know, and you said, "Here we go. We're gonna." Now, granted, they didn't sell the farm to get any everything, but like, they still went out and got a pitcher. They got, you know, they got two bats that they relatively needed. No. Granted, Trout's hurt, but, like, he's going to end up in Seattle. I just got a feeling. Yeah. They got, they got young pitching, Julio Rodriguez, yeah. Adam Shohei, the Ichiro connection. Mm-hmm. I think it's Seattle and the Dodgers are the two. Mm-hmm. And I would say I, no no backing of facts behind this gut feeling i would say seattle might have the lead because he also then stays in the division he knows mm-hmm. yeah it just makes a lot of sense yeah um i don't know anything else baseball wise we anybody wants to talk about cardinals are getting their the A's have scored as many runs as the Cardinals have hits tonight. Eight. It's been ugly. It's been an ugly By the way, who's, who started for the Cardinals? Don't tell me, Wainwright. Libertor. No. He actually – so the first inning, he gave up four runs, and they he only gave up technically one ball that was classified as hit hard over 90 miles an hour. But they ended up with five hits in the first. It was one of those games, and then he settled in, and then they brought in uh, – some guy they just called up, Casey Lawrence. I don't know. He's pitched the last three innings, and he's given, he's given up three runs. And he gave well, up an absolute they, bomb. To need to follow through on what uh, they've been saying. And, you know, you guys probably seen the stories. Moselock saying that uh, they're going to go for uh, three starters in the uh, offseason. They better because, uh, yeah. you know, if they come back with uh, Libertor and Hudson, you know, sorry, seen that movie. Seen the end so, they, they have a lot they, of competition starters right now. 
Hard to come by. Not a big year next year. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't say it was all... would be. That, I think that would be shooting for the moon. <laughs> well, he didn't say it was all. He didn't say it was all free agency either. He just said right. we are getting three starters this offseason. That could be trading whoever, anybody, and everybody. I'm sure there's only a list of about four guys, maybe five guys that are on the. We're not moving them. At scale, um, yeah, well, they're gonna have to get out of their open. Zone this, this year, uh, with well, uh, money wise, free free agency yeah. and uh, and trade wise, they're gonna have to give up some guys they may not want to give up if they, if they want to get pitchers that are gonna make a difference. For me, just the fact that he's actually admitting it and talking about it like that, yeah, in my mind, is like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe he's not gonna, you know. The, usually it's like, oh, well, we know what we got to get. And like, it's not like yeah. we're getting this. And then it comes down where he's like, well, you know, the price tag was just too high. And uh, we like our team. And, yeah. Yeah. That is but, true. This is the first time I can remember him being so definitive about, yeah, you know, not, you know, not uh, just waiting to see what happens. You know, yeah. we'll, whatever comes to us, we'll, we'll then think about this is like, nope, we know what we got to do. It start, you know. We shall see. Well, yeah. I mean, at the same time, it was brought up that he, the payroll was going to go up. Payroll did go up, not only by like a couple million dollars, but I think that was because they had other plans. And then the Braves came out of nowhere and gave up William Contreras to get Sean Murphy. So I think their their plan last year was to get Sean Murphy and then spend the money that they spent on Contreras on. Pitching in a bat, and when the Braves decided to go, hey, we'll give up a all-star hitting catcher in a three-way trade, and they're like, oh, okay, now we gotta put all that money to one guy. Bada bing, bada boom. See you later. So, I don't know anything else baseball related before we uh, move on. All right. Take silence as a no. We will move on to uh, our uh, NFL previews this week. We're doing the AFC South and the NFC South. So just like we did last year or last week, we're going to run down position groups, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, tight ends, offensive line, D, uh, and then our division, who we think is going to win the division. Biggest surprise and our biggest disappointment of the year. We're going to start with the AFC South. So, uh, Matt, who has the best quarterback in the AFC South? I don't really know if I should ask that question or if I should just say, does anybody ever, does anybody not have Trevor Lawrence as the best quarterback <laughs> in the AFC South? Uh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. some ugly football in this division, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, we'll move on. Who has the best running group, running back group in the AFC South? Um, well, is Jonathan Taylor going to play? I, like, what's going on there? I, I quite. I sure. mean, he asked for a trade, right? But yeah, but they then said uh, we're not trading him or something. I don't know. It could uh, it could get ugly. I guess it could also. Like, I guess my question, though, is, like, 
what what's so different with last year to this year? You got a new head coach who is offensive minded. Why do you want out now all of a sudden? Yeah, what's his complaint anyway? I don't know that they put him on the pup list because of a back injury and they weren't going to pay him because it happened not at their facility and not during uh, football activities, I guess. I, but then that came out that it was that was brought up after he requested a trade. So just I don't know. Yeah, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> you took doesn't sound, doesn't sound like a situation that's going to solve itself, though. You took him first overall last year, Matt. Any insight? Yeah, yeah. Don't take him first overall this year. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Be, I just broke that down. <laughs> I can finish dead last because I know. You are a fantasy football guru. <laughs> hey, he let me have Christian McCaffrey by doing that one. So <laughs> the only year Christian McCaffrey stay healthy. <laughs> Whatever I do, do do the opposite. Oh, it's it's the curse of number ones. Whoever gets drafted number one in the fantasy, it feels like they always get hurt. Yeah, guess what I have this year too. You have number, number one. I have number one this year again. I'm pissed. Uh, I have, there isn't I like I have, a clear cut number one. I'm, uh, it's miserable. I think I have five. I think you're five. I'm six. Those is perfect. Before five or six, and then you just keep going through. The problem yeah. is, so you pick, you get the first overall pick, obviously. So it should be the best player, but then you don't pick until that's the worst. Part. Like a third round pick at that point. Yeah, you know, so you don't get a second round. You get yeah. I don't know. Bad. That 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 is the only bad part of like of it. Like like I almost wish we did it. I mean, we're all the same in the in our league. Nick, if you're listening, just do it. Keep the <laughs> dynasty league to where like don't reorder reorder it every year. Let us have two keepers or something, and yeah. then like. Well, the problem was we had players coming and going and switching out. Now I think we're pretty locked in, and everybody seems. But even if even if so, even if it's a guy that's replacing somebody. They take that team and they get to decide whether they want keepers from that team. And then, like, yeah, I feel yeah, like I would, just having two keepers, two keepers, yep. two keepers would just be like would make round one or two would make what you're talking about a lot easier. It would, yeah. Because then, if you still had number one, you're getting third round number one. Like, you know, the keepers are you have two guys that are legit top top twenty guys. Then at that point, or you know, what I mean? like. Yeah, top twenty-five guys, I should say. But if you're fully drafting every year, yeah, you might end up with, you know, one guy in the top twenty, and then top twenty, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But Matt, running back group. Well, what you got? I mean, I think I like the Jaguars. I like Etn, but I guess I've heard good things about Tank. This Tank is. Bigsby too, but I I did the same thing kind of with the Giants. So I probably just go with Tennessee. I mean, Derrick Henry is yep monster, the best. You know, still even you know if he can avoid injuries, he's he's the best. He's just unstoppable. So I gotta say Tennessee. Um, same deal because Derrick Henry is is a running back group by himself. So uh, <laughs> all situations and lightning. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, yeah, and like Matt said, I mean, 
I guess that's true for any of these players. Uh, you know, he has to watch injury, uh, make sure he doesn't get hurt. But uh, uh, and also, you know, there's problem with all the wear and tear through the years. I mean, he's I think he'd be due for a down season or something. But still, until that happens, he's Derrick Henry. So. Yeah, they say size size doesn't take days off. That's the thing. Like, yeah, when you're that big and that strong, yeah, that doesn't usually take the days off. When he Dave, that first line uh, and then at a corner or a safety, oh yeah, down. It's just it's like kind of scary. When he gets that stiff yeah. arm going, Yikes. and he's like, yeah, throwing guys. Just kind of close your eyes and like, <laughs> just hope you can push him out of bounds. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy for me. Also, I mean. It, you know, by committee at that point, and, you know, Tannehill's going to you know, be firing the ball, and when he's not, he'll be handing off to Henry, and he's going to get a ton of carries. I think it's Tennessee, too. I like Spears, and I also like Hassan's Haskins. Haskins, I think, is a legit change of pace back from Henry, Michigan guy. You know, I don't know. We shall see. Uh, we're going to skip the wide receivers because I think the wide receivers might – be the best debate we can have, and we'll just kind of knock out this this rest of the junk in this one. Tight ends, Matt. Not many tight ends in this division. How many good tight ends in this division? I should. No, say. I mean it's really, you know, Dalton Schultz, but I think it's Houston, and you know, so it probably go. With, I like Evan Ingram. I thought he was he was pretty good with Jacksonville, so I'd go with Evan Ingram. I think that's what it comes down to, right? I, I'll just say it too. I have Jacksonville, but because you said it that way, I think it comes down to who do you like more, Dawson Schultz or Evan Ingram? Because there is no second tight end on any of these teams, and there's, yeah, you know, there's barely a second wide receiver on most of these teams. Well, there's barely a tight end at all in Indy, <laughs> and there's barely a tight end at all in in Tennessee. Yeah, this this is a very weak division. Uh, Keith, tight ends. Who do you got? Um, so we're saying it's a tie. Uh, between... <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with uh, both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave. Dave. I'll be going with Evan Ingram. Right. That and the main reason being, he's got Lawrence throwing to him, and Schultz has got CJ Stroud throwing to him. So, <laughs> CJ did not look very good first week. Um, I don't know if anybody really wants to talk about this one, but like, because I, I, I don't think these next two categories, either group in this division, are good. Um, off the line and beat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Matt, Houston at least has Laramie Tunsil, right? He's pretty one of probably one of the better left tackles in the league. He's the only offensive guy in these four teams in the top hundred in football. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's the reason. I, yeah. I had uh, I had uh, Houston just because of that, because <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, of Tunsil. So. The Titans have uh, have Skaronski, so I don't know. Yeah, Houston, I guess. Luckily for CJ Stroud. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. Do you have well, Houston also? I mean, Indy. Yeah, I do. Well, Indy. 
Indy has a pretty solid offensive line too, don't they? Or maybe it's, maybe they name recognition, them. name recognition. Yes. Yeah. Well, Quinn the way they solid, but... the way they played last year, mm-hmm. not great. You're right. Yeah. They had. The, I mean, their their offensive line is the highest dollar offensive line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. ranked. I think they ranked thirteenth in the league last year as an offensive line. Hmm. And you're going to put the rawest quarterback in football behind them. Now that being said, <laughs> you, that being said, if you look at the rest of the offensive lines rankings last year, Houston was 26, Jacksonville was 27, Tennessee was 30. Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I I have Indy just because uh, if I didn't put Indy there, I don't think they would have been talked about at all in the rest of this division <laughs> preview. <laughs> we haven't mentioned nobody's mentioned. No, no, nope. <laughs> nope. I don't think they would get mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, couldn't, you couldn't put them in the disappointment category. So. No, because they're going to yeah. live up to their standards of, of five wins. You know, it's the way they've been since Andrew Lux left. Uh, all right, defense, Matt. Who do you think has the best defense? I mean, Will Anderson, right? We'll see what he's got in Houston. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got Shaq Leonard and DeForest Buckner with Indy. But again, I, you know, last year was just not good. And I don't I think. All those guys, you know, maybe the, maybe the Titans. I don't think any of them are going to be that good, to be honest with you. Because they're all just like blah teams. <laughs> they are. That's Although, what yeah, I don't know. Well, between four teams, they got five guys in the top hundred players. <laughs> so, do. Uh... <laughs> You're talking about that's not spreading the down very well. Are you talking about that's as a whole, right? That's not just on defense, correct? No, that's on on a whole for all the players. That's what I thought. Yeah, they've got five guys in the top 100 between four teams. So flip a a coin, really, I guess, doesn't really matter. (laughs) I'll take uh, give me give me Tennessee. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tennessee, uh, just because uh. You know, it's kind of their uh, their style, defense, special teams. Defense keeps them in the game because you got a game manager, a quarterback, and um, yeah. yeah. And Derek Henry to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So And Vabrils, your head coach, the linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. So Tennessee. Dave? Yeah, be Tennessee also for me and the main it was between them and Indy. But with you know, with Richardson quarterbacking Indy, that that defense can be on the field three quarters of the game. So they they come to the end of the year, they're gonna be a walking wounded. Um, I actually took the team that I think has the best pass rusher, best probably player on defense in the division. I took Jacksonville just because of Josh Allen, the defensive end Josh Allen. Not the quarterback. <laughs> uh all right. Let's let's jump to the wide receiver groups. 
Matt, what team in the AFC South do you think has the best wide receiver group? I I think that's pretty. I mean, I I think that's a pretty easy one, honestly. I, it's got to be Jacksonville. Um, you get Calvin Ridley back, which I kind of forgot about until I looked at the depth chart. Well, as long as he can stop gambling, you know. Oh, he like bet like fifteen hundred bucks on his team to win. You know, it's like that's got like, rules. But I got rules. But I get it. I get it. But yeah, with you know, Zay Jones was pretty good last year. Christian Kirk's got big play potential, and Calvin Ridley back if he's back to anything like he was before. Why do you hate Isaiah McKenzie in Indy? Oh, I don't think <laughs> I. Yeah, no. <laughs> Pittman, no. <laughs> Robert Woods over in Houston, he's still there. Did he leave and he came back. Like I don't know, man. Yeah, I do like John Michi though there, but the rest of there is just. And then I just don't know about like DeAndre Hopkins too. I just I don't really think that's gonna amount to a whole lot, honestly. It's just gonna be one of those where it was kind of a splash, but it never works out, and he goes somewhere else the next year. It's just like, and then his his career just ends. So that's how I see that falling. Keith, you're muted. Thank you very much. Uh, I was gonna, uh, I'm gonna go Jacksonville because uh, I think they're the best group, but also because uh, they <laughs> the only quarterback who can get them the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll make them that'll make them better just because. So, <laughs> you know, on that one for the same reason. Man, I thought you guys were all going to fall for the uh, DeAndre Hopkins signing and only remember him in Algo, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I had Jacksonville also. I, much like Keith said, that's because I don't <laughs> believe Will Levis, Malik Willis, or Ryan Tannehill can get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins enough to be a good wide receiver. All right. Uh, who's going to be the biggest disappointment in the AFC South this year, or what is? We know how this goes. Matt, what do you think? Team, player, position whatever the player maybe anthony richardson you'll probably see the stash coming in right eventually because it's just going to be pretty ugly um that's probably the biggest disappointment it's just a guy that's raw talent on a team that's not very good uh cj stroud's at least a better quarterback uh i don't know maybe maybe lean is this i thought what was going to happen last year honestly was the titans were just going to crash and burn and Tannehill was going to be gone but they weren't great but they weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be well uh, again to Keith's point when you rely as a, as a game manager and then have a decent defense to help you out all the time yeah that never really kind of yeah. and you play in this division yeah that helps <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, I think maybe just like Indy taking another step back and something's going on over there and it's just it's not good with Jonathan Taylor and the curse of Andrew Luck. Yeah, like it, it really it's funny, but it just kind of is. Ever since that, they've never really regained traction. I saw this question on Twitter. It said, Who's been the best quarterback since Andrew Luck's left? And it was like Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett. Drawing it's draw. It's, yeah. it's like I guess, I guess Philip Rivers, because at least they made the playoffs with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a Bears lineup for quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, that's because they kept going with this, you know, they, they did the opposite of Peyton when Peyton left. Like, they're trying to bring in this 
vet guy that name hey, one last run maybe you can win it here like it just didn't work <laughs> wow what was it uh, san francisco said if if they would have made it through to the super bowl last year that they probably or, or, or where, where did they lose they lost in the uh conference finals did they lose in the conference finals? yeah they got blown out by the eagles yeah they were like if they ended up winning they would they were thinking about bringing back uh bringing Philip Rivers in to play the game or something. For the well, they, yeah, that, I mean, think about it. So Purdy was hurt. Trey yeah. Lance was out all year. Yeah. And then Jimmy G broke his foot. Yeah. So, so you're sitting there with not, literally nothing, and it's like, oh, let's play a game. Yeah. <laughs> Wildcat offense all year or all night. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey running it. Yeah. See, your biggest disappointment prediction is? Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know what you guys have, have to tell me if this is – fits in the disappointment category because I don't know if expectations are all that high, but I'm going to say Tennessee uh, just because it, it it just seems like the last several years, they're, they're kind of living on like borrowed time. They just, you know, you think they're going to do something, but they never quite do. They're kind of hanging around. And uh, I wouldn't say it's all going to fall apart, but I, yeah, I think finally everything catches up with them and they, just don't have as, as good a season as they're expecting to have. I, I don't disagree. I will get to mine in a second. Dave, your biggest disappointment? I, I think it's got to be Houston. Uh, and with all the draft picks that they've had the last couple of years, you would think they'd be turning the corner somewhere, somehow, at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they will probably be in the running for number one draft pick again this year. My my biggest disappointment is uh, to to much of Keith's point, but I narrowed it in even more. Uh, the Tennessee quarterback play, whether it's Tannehill, whether it's Willis, whether it's Levis, it's going to be ugly and it's going to cost them games. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so my biggest disappointment is going to be the quarterback play out of the uh, the old Titans. Um, Surprise, Matt. What is going to be your surprise in the AFC South? Um, I know Trevor Lawrence making the playoffs this cannot be your surprise this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good question. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe Houston. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe CJ Stroud looks a lot better than he did in his first game. Um, maybe they do kind of. Maybe they take the turn that they're supposedly supposed to be taking here. Um, yeah, you got Will Anderson on defense. Maybe he makes a few big plays, looks the part. DJ Stroud too. I mean, they they spent a lot of draft capital this year. Got a lot of high round talent. So it's got to do something eventually. So maybe they they ended up. Maybe they don't finish bottom of the barrel. You know, maybe they are fighting with Tennessee for that second spot in the, the division. I, I don't know. That could be. It could be uh, surprising. Keith? Uh, you know, actually, uh, that's my uh, pick, too. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I uh, wouldn't go as high as second, but um, uh, I'm going to say they're not going to finish in last. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Indianapolis is going to do that uh, because, uh, like Matt said, I mean, you, well, you got Anderson, you got Stroud, you, you have some talent. Now they, they need a lot, lot more. Uh, and, 
you know, uh, Stroud, if he survives, uh, you know, he, he could have a decent season. Uh, but Will Anderson ought to be a force on on defense. So, uh, yeah, they're at least seemingly headed in the right direction. And, um, yeah, you know, surprise, but I not like a crazy surprise, like going nuts, but not not finishing in the basement. <clears throat> Dave? Well, I, I mean, I'm going to steal that Jacksonville thing now. He, and here's why I think it's a surprise. If you take a look at this division, uh, Jacksonville could be 6-0 and against their teammate, against their division that's here. Uh, they could put 10-11 wins on the board, I think, this year. And that would be uh, that would be a surprise. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it wouldn't be, but it would be, you know. Yeah. Like, Think of I've so many years in a row, Jacksonville's just been that like it. Yep. And this could finally be the year that they break out. They could use a running game, but we'll see. Uh, guys that signed this week would have looked nice there. Yeah. Uh I got uh my surprise is CJ Stroud wins offensive rookie of the year. Ooh. Wow. Wow. And, and I'm high on, I'm high on Bryce Young. I, I was love just gonna say that would be the only other one I would think, like, you know. Yeah. But no, oh I mean no, because I feel like that could go to a whiteout. That could go, you know, like that 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 could go to Jalen Addison, scores six touchdowns because he's opposite of Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You know, like Brown doesn't have a lot of hope on that team. BJ on Robinson. Like if that guy runs for two thousand yards in Atlanta, because all they do is run the ball. Yep. But I think I just think Stroud he might not have the better career of those two, but I think he has a better first season stat wise. Maybe not more wins, but I feel like because he's got a bigger arm. He might have more of the highlight real throws that gets him a rookie of the year. Um, so I think we're all on the same page. Jacksonville wins the division. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Easily. All right. We will move on to the uh NFC South. This one might be a little bit more fun. Matt, NFC South, best quarterback is. Ooh. Um Do you need a rundown of who's the quarterback everywhere? No, I'm just I'm just, I'm thinking through, and I don't know. Like best quarterback today, best quarterback probably. for this season. Who do you think has the best quarterback this season? Or you could say quarterback group. I don't know if you want to count Taysom Hill as a quarterback. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's Derek Carr at this point. You know he, he's established he's a good quarterback, but you know you got Bryce Young. I, I don't know. Like who knows? It, Why do you hate Andy Dalton and Matt Carroll in Carolina <laughs> behind Bryce Young? Give you one sitting. Give you two right now. <laughs> God, what a horrible tweet. <laughs> Is that can that go for a a, a playoff or football player uh, nicknames there QB one or Red Rocket or what is that? I mean, it could be on the list. The Red Rifle, <laughs> Red Rifle, Red. <laughs> Keith, who do you have as the best quarterback in this? Division? Well, you know, I was going back and forth. <clears throat> um, 
between uh, Derek Carr and Jameis uh, Winston. Um, and and I also have a question: uh, Who the hell is is uh, Desmond Ritter? Um, but anyway, it's a good question. I don't know. He was Cincinnati's quarterback yeah. when they went to the when they went to the college football playoff. Oh, oh, yeah. Now oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's about it's it. He sounded familiar. I just didn't know. Slightly better than Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I if if he was not drafted in the first round, like they or second round, wherever they drafted Desmond Renner, watch out, Jordan Man himself. Taylor Heineke's the backup. He's gonna watch out, Desmond. He's gonna steal you, steal you, steal your role. Yeah, I don't understand it. All Taylor Heineke does is win, and he never gets like he always he has won. to come in and just like with a cape on yeah. and be like second string. Not only did he only he, win in the NFL, he was also a backup in the XFL. Never got to play behind Jordan Tamu <laughs> here in St. Louis, but he was the funnest guy to watch because every time they won in the original. Like the reboot before COVID XFL, when Bud Light was giving out seltzers to the team that won and giving them fifty thousand dollars every year or every week to the team that won, you'd see Heineke in the in the locker room with the seltzers, smashing them together like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and just pouring them down himself. It was great, but yeah, and then he gets a big win and he buys Jordans in the color of that team every single time, and I can't get a start like. Come on, how is Sam Howell better than him, Washington? Mm-hmm. I we'll get to those. Oh, we did those guys last year. We'll so, so thanks for the answer on uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, and um, <laughs> so you're so, debating between New Orleans a starter and New Orleans yeah. a backup. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, because Derek Carr to me is like you know, and uh, this yeah, this division uh, quarterback wise. Um, a lot so, of reclamation projects. Yeah, exactly. And I think when it's all said and done, uh, Jameis Winston may end up uh, being the starting quarterback, not due to injury necessarily, just because I think he might be better. But, but okay, so for now, I'll go with Derek Carr. Yes, <laughs> it's Carr for me also. That that's there, and I don't like the guy. We shall tell you how how much I think of what what's up. But I, I could, I just couldn't make a feel that is that. I, as much as best I took. Wait, so so what do you got against Derek Carr? Because he's a good Christian guy. He doesn't do anything wrong. I just I just doesn't cuss. He doesn't do anything right on the football field. You hear him mic'd up. You hear him mic'd up and he says, gosh freaking darn it. That's what he says. In the mics, he always says, gosh freaking darn it. This guy doesn't cuss. Well, maybe he should <laughs> get a little edge to yourself. Yeah, because you know his teammates are cussing at him, you know, cussing <laughs> about him. You know. Well, the other part that he has is he's got, if Michael Thomas is back, and so that he has him in a lobby. That's that's. We'll get to that group. We'll get to that. A, group. That's a nice twosome to throw the ball to. Let me tell you, Michael Thomas uh, is my fantasy guy for years. Mm-hmm. You Matt, are to him. Yeah. Best running back group. Well, I mean, Bijan, I guess, is, is supposed to be pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, you haven't seen him play yet, so it's kind of hard to see how it translates. I mean, he'll be good, and they're going to run the, the wheels off him. And then Algier is good, too. Cordero Patterson, hmm. yeah, that could be uh, – hmm. and I don't like Miles Sanders. He can't stay healthy. Or no, he cannot. And, and, and Keelan Albert is just – he's fine. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, are we counting – 
are we counting Alvin Kamara or not? Well, didn't the Saints? Who did they get? How did they hit? Did, did they Jamal Williams? Did yeah, Williams. Who's number ninety-five? He's in the top hundred, actually. Which Jamal Williams had a great soundbite that went over real well in New Orleans. Uh, he got asked about beignets, and he started calling them uh, bananas. And he said, "Ben, bananas are they're, they're just funnel cakes. They're just funnel cakes." That went over real well in New Orleans. Okay, <laughs> he's got to work on his Spanish. Bananas. Bignatas, bignatas are just funnel cakes. Yeah, the fried dough, they're good, but they're just funnel cakes. We in California, we call them funnel cakes. Yeah, I'll go yeah. with, I'll but go the with bignatas are good. Talking about mispronouncing stuff, I was watching here today. Corey McPherson is retiring from uh, the broadcast and stuff, and he started as a sports guy. Uh, you know, when he was there, they were showing these old clips, especially when he was chasing uh, Jordan around, and Jordan just uh, the Bulls just got to France. They were going practicing, and they were asking Jordan, you know, there's something he wanted to see in France. And uh, he said, yeah, I want to see that museum, the Louvre. The Louvre. they scrapped him to a board and said went over pretty well. The Louvre. Who do you have as the best running back group? Uh, I've got New Orleans. Uh with uh, you know because primarily because of uh, Kamara in there, unless he gets suspended for like you know, fifteen games. I think how many games he did get suspended, right? Yeah, it's six. Four games. What I'm, what, what I'm reading okay. here is, is says six. Yeah. Six. Wow. Um, unless he appealed and it got reduced. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think. I don't think he appealed yet. But I knew he got suspended. I just didn't look up the amount yet. Yeah. Uh, Dave, who do you have as the best running back group? Uh, New Orleans. Uh, that, uh, that I'm counting on him coming back, and with Williams, they're they're pretty solid, and they just that offense has got a chance to be something special a little bit in that division. Uh, I'm with Matt. I like Bijan. I like Cordell. I like Algier, and the fact that that's all Atlanta and Arthur Arthur uh, Smith know how to do is run the ball. They can't throw it. Eight guys in the box every every time uh, they run. Well, they still were like number three in the running yards last year. Yeah, that's so. and, and it happened to them last year. Like, and, and it doesn't really <laughs> anything. So, <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, I think this one, this one's probably relatively easy. So I think I can just ask this straight up. Oh, maybe not. We'll come back to wide receivers. Best tight end group. Matt, who do you have the best tight ends? Probably Atlanta again. Just it's Kyle Pitts, just because he's so good. But I don't think he ever really like lives up to it. You know, he's he's kind of flashy, but then he never really it's not consistent enough. But and he's he's the best, and John Smith's pretty good too. So Atlanta. Keith. Yeah, same deal. I had Atlanta. Dave. Yeah, same here. Kind of the tallest midget thing. Uh, <laughs> so. Great. Now we're now the FCC is going to be investigating yeah. this uh, yeah. podcast. Great. Uh, yeah, like Tampa's got nobody as a tight end, and then the other three have at least one good tight end, Jawan Smith in New Orleans. I like Hayden Hurst. Yeah, from Carolina. And then obviously Kyle Pitts, but I think he's more like a wide receiver the way they play him. Um, 
if you can get quarterback points for a tight end, I'm taking that group every day. Give me Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham, Jawan yeah. Johnson, and the New Orleans Saints. No, I right. played around with that last year because my team was so bad. Picked up Taysom Hill, and like four games in a row, he'd get like zero or one point. And then you dropped him. him. And, and I picked him up. 14 or 15. I picked him up, and he had like, <laughs> he had like 30-something one week for me that I had so a quarterback good. out. Like, God, you know, can't catch a break, but whatever. All right, offensive line, Matt. Who has the best offensive line? Um, honestly, I don't know. Not uh, really. Man, these none of these names are jumping out at me. I, I think, think maybe maybe think, Atlanta just because of there the you go. Got, but I I don't there know the guys. So I have I have no clue. Uh, well, yeah. one's one's a guy whose family has been in the league since like the seventies, and Jake Matthews. Matthews, okay. Matthews. Yeah, Bergeron sounds familiar. Too. That whole thing. Uh, just so, well, I'll let everybody go. Keith, who do you have? Yeah, you know, I wrote down Atlanta, uh, but I couldn't tell you why. Um, but as well, I was doing my research, so. Dave? If you can run the ball the way they ran the ball, your offensive line's got at least pretty decent in that one. In one aspect. <laughs> it's Atlanta. Fourth. They were ranked fourth last year in offensive line play. Did they really? Wow. Yeah. So it's Atlanta. It's Atlanta easy. I was just curious if anybody else knew. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, the best defense. This this one truly is the battle of uh the have nots versus the have nots versus the have nots versus the have nots. Matt, well, who has the best teams, defense? One of these teams has three guys in the top hundred players. Okay. Yeah, Tampa, and they suck anyways with it. No, it's not Tampa. Really? No, it's New Orleans. So it's New Orleans? That's who I had. No, Davis at 43, Jordan at 50, and Lattimore at 89. Marshall, Lattimore, Tyron, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said I'd said Atlanta just because of Lattimore. Like, he's the only guy that can shut anybody down. Or, I mean, New Orleans, I said, not Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Vita Vey. They stuck. They sucked last year. Yeah, that's the right. like. Yeah, I don't know. Dolphins couldn't move the ball. That's why. Yeah, that's probably it. But no, it wasn't even. They were getting. They were giving up. I think they. I, I looked it up, and I don't remember if they were second or third in points against in the first drive of the game. They couldn't. They. It was instantly they were behind. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember the Bears defense was behind in the first Super Bowl too. So <laughs> it didn't last long. Matt, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess on paper it just feels like Tampa has the better defense, even though they were bad. So I, I would go, I'll still go with Tampa just because maybe it was a bad year. But they're, I don't think their offense is going to get any better than it was last year. So yeah, I'll go with Tampa. Uh, Tampa's great. Yeah, I'll go with Tampa too, uh, mostly because uh, they're the only ones uh, that had a defense where I recognize some of the names. Uh, <laughs> Dave? Oh, yeah, it's New Orleans. I had New Orleans also, like I said earlier. Um, all right, so let's jump back up. Wide receiver group. Matt, who has the best wide receiver group? This one I think yeah, might be yeah, a little I bit was, of a debate. Um, my, my head's been kind of spinning on this one. I, 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 
I'm pretty sure it's Tampa. I mean, I like Olave a lot. Michael Thomas, if he's healthy. Carolina with Thielen is your number one. I don't think it's really number one. Chark, yeah. Drake London wasn't very good last year. I, I it's got it, it, yeah, I don't even know why I'm questioning this. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Those are yeah, definitely it's Tampa. Keith. Yeah, same reason. Uh Dave. If Michael if big asterisk, if Michael Thomas is healthy, for me it's New Orleans because I think Olave is a, a top five guy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, I have New Orleans based not even like what Dave just said about Michael Thomas, but just because Russell Gage and Chris Godwin can't stay healthy anyways. No. So like you only get you it feels like you only get one of those guys a game. Like you only get Evans or Godwin or Gage. And like they like I also don't like we said last last division, I don't necessarily trust Baker Mayfield to get them the ball. Well, no, I know, but I'm just, yeah, on paper, I feel like. I know. No, I know. But I think it's between those two. If if Carolina had one more guy, like if it wasn't, and I, we could be having a different conversation next year with Jonathan Mingo. Like I do like him out of LSU. But, yeah, I just don't know about Adam Thielen and DJ Chalk and Jonathan Mingo. Like, if they had one other guy, like if Thielen – Hopkins or something. Yeah, if Thielen was, like, your three and then Mingo was, like, your four that could become a one or a two, or DJ Chalk was your your four, you know, and Thielen was your two. Like, if they just had one other guy, it didn't have to be a superstar name guy, just one other guy that could be different. But yeah, I have New Orleans also. All right, Matt, biggest disappointment in the NFC South this year will be? Uh, well, maybe Desmond Ritter because we didn't know who he was until. <laughs> no, I, I think probably the biggest disappointment is, is just going to be the quarterback play of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it's just, I I don't think Baker is a touchdown maker. I don't think Kyle Trask is anything it's just going to be one of these where it's like the just the dead fish flop you know they kind of go from their high horse of the brady era and then just kind of start to tear it down and start well is one year considered a high horse of a brady era well i mean he was he was there for a couple of years but i'm saying he was bad last year yeah one more one more super bowl than we've won in uh 34 years (laughs) but i mean yeah You know, everything everything relevant, you know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He could have taken the Bears too. It was on the table for them. And we could have won that Super Bowl with them and I'd be very happy. But with what wide receivers? I don't know. They figured it out. The reason he went there was because of the wide receivers. Yeah, somebody would come <laughs> pick up somebody, <laughs> trade for somebody, who knows? Keith, your biggest disappointment. Yeah, yeah, you know, I uh, I think I'd have to go with Matt there. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's just downhill for for Tampa. Yeah, or Dave? Yeah, that's the same thing. It's how the mighty have fallen, basically. The, you know, to the days when, you know, Gronk was a luxury and that type of stuff. For that, too, you know, who's going to catch the ball and who's going to run it? <laughs> and who's going to help Mayfield? Catch the ball, yeah. Well, my original – 
topic was just going to be Baker himself, but you guys kind of covered that. So I'm just going to say their offense as a whole, whether it's wide receiver play, like, again, like I said, they can't stay healthy. They have no tight ends. Who's Kate Otno? Otno? Otnon? You know, the running backs, like Chase Edmonds is their third running back. And he, like, is that Ronnie Brown from the Wildcat days of Ronnie? No, not really. But, you know, like, they don't have anybody on the offensive side of the ball, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they have Mike Evans, they have Chris Godwin, but, like, would it shock you if, well, I should, hold on. Okay, let's go. So, biggest surprises, Matt. Um, maybe, maybe just that New Orleans, maybe Derek Carr sticks and it works and he's able to fill in, you know, that he's kind of missed before. It never really got to that next level. Uh, so maybe New Orleans is, is, and, and if, if Michael Thomas is healthy and Alvin Kamara comes back from a suspension and the defense is top, somewhat top tier-ish, um, maybe they can make some noise. I don't know that I trust Derek Carr because I don't think he can really get him there, but maybe he's maybe he's happy. Maybe those beniatas are going to make him just you know, <laughs> rolling. They're, they're, picked, they're picked to win nine and a half games. So, yeah, I mean, they're – Again, some of that comes out of the some of that comes out of the division. Uh, the Bucks are six and a half. The Panthers are seven and a half, and the Falcons, I don't know how, are eight and a half. Yeah, I don't I, yeah. I how that one. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I think they're just down that down on uh, Tampa, and then the rest of the schedule for for these teams. Uh, Keith, your biggest surprise uh, that uh, I think uh, Bryce Young is going to struggle. Okay. Dy mm. nine, no good. <laughs> Remember when he first was in like camp with all the? He's just such a small guy, and they had those pictures from like the first couple of practices, and it's like there was some really funny memes. And I'll just leave them off, but it was just it looked like somebody brought their little brother to the. To yeah. the <laughs> and they had the helmets with like the yeah. pads on it, so it looked the head even looked. <laughs> it's pretty funny, Dave. <laughs> Your biggest surprise. Well, I'm picking Bryce Young also, and but here's the reason why on this one. I think he struggles some with some of the things in there. I also think he's he, he's the best friend, he's the best rookie quarterback. That he's gonna have the best staff when the year is over. He knows the game. He can run an offense. He's he, he's gonna he, he's gonna hurt in some ways, but nobody else that was taken is better than he is. My biggest surprise will be, and this is why I held back with what I was going to say when I said, could you not see Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? One of them is traded by the deadline this year. Yeah. Ooh, good. I can see that. That would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There goes the white flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I put Mike Evans because I think Mike Evans would draw more yeah. attention. Like, could you imagine Mike Evans? I don't know. With the Jets, yeah. with the Bills, yeah, I could see with it. The, with the Cowboys. Good point. Yeah. What with do you need two wide receivers for? You're you're going the other way. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's in you know. So like, and I think he's a free agent after this year, anyways. I believe. So what you know why? Why not move him? 
Yeah, he's a uh Yeah, yeah, I think he's oh, wait, what? No, they're saying twenty yeah, twenty twenty four is unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Restructured is sorry, they're gonna pay him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're on spot track that like listed out three extra years. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's a free agent after this year. So why not? Yeah, you know when is signed through twenty five. Well, they did the same thing too. They probably did it to afford Brady and other people when he was there. Yeah, restructure their contract and push it out to twenty twenty seven. But yeah, he's Godwin. Godwin's got one more year, and yeah, so twenty two and twenty three, he was getting paid point two one point one. Yeah, twenty four, he's getting twenty million dollars. What a jump! Wow. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Let's move on. Division winners, Matt. Who wins the NFC South? Um. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think the Falcons will win. I, I'll probably go the Saints. I pick the Saints to win it. I think they. Yeah, they've. You know, if Derek Carr gets in and sticks it out, you know, it'll be close. I don't think it's going to be any runaway. But yeah, maybe the the Saints. They can get back on track. Stay healthy. Keith. Yeah, Dave, no, it's the Saints, but Carter's got to stay healthy. I have the Saints too. The other team that I think, honestly, I think will be, I don't know, pushing them isn't the right word. Uh, I think the Panthers finished second in the division. Hey guys, want to keep up to date on all your sporting news? Head on over to our new website. SportsDividedSN.com and sign up for our emails. You'll get emails anytime there's new content created and posted on our website. We're looking to be your sports news provider. We promise to give you our best content about the teams you and we care about the most. Again, the website is SportsDividedSN.com. Go on over and check us out. I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, a topic that we're going to try. I think it'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> Mount Rushmore, snake draft style of NFL nicknames. Um, the order goes Dave, Matt, me, and then Keith, and then obviously flip that order for the second round. We're going four rounds here. So, Dave, who are you taking 1-1 for the nicknames in the NFL? I think um, I know where you might go with I'm, this I'm taking the guy who made me bet on my first football game when I was 14 years old and stuff like that. I'm thinking Broadway Joe. Whoa, okay. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> I, I had him I had him in like the tier one category. Did not think Broadway Joe Namath was going to go number one overall. Matt, <laughs> I, like, I like it though. It's not my let name. me guess. Are you going to take – uh, I won't take your thunder away. Who are you taking, Matt? Me, yeah, I'm number two. It, it's the fringe. I mean, and, and I, here's, okay. Here's the okay. reason why. There are people, and this this is the reason why I take it because there are people that don't even follow football. But if you say like the fridge was a football player, they like somehow, some way, they know it through their father <laughs> or something. Well, in England, in England, who's a hero in England? Yeah, I mean, he. That, it's so iconic of a nickname. Yeah, it's just a it. It's, it okay. surpasses okay. all understanding of okay. All right, all right. Uh, then me, my true one one. I did not think the two people from Chicago 
would let one of these names slide. I'm not going to bring that one up because maybe I can get it on the on the wraparound. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I was going to give anybody whoever said this was going to get both of them. Give me prime time and neon Dion. Yeah, yeah. I had I had that as my second. One. I was who if if somebody would have said prime time, I would have said okay, hold up. They also get the nickname neon Dion because yeah. it just neon, neon Dion was yeah. pre. I'm the best thing in the world. Yeah. That's what he was talking about being on layaway if Detroit took him, and then he became prime time. Yeah. All right, Keith. If I had to pick one, Neon Dion, I think is the is the it's, better it, too. But prime it, time <laughs> is the one that I think people know. The mm-hmm. better name itself is yeah, Neon, neon Dion. Dion. Yeah. Neon Dion, mm-hmm. like awesome, especially being okay. a turner and everything. Yeah, he's good. So I, I have a question: uh, Does it have to be an individual? Can it be a team? No, individual. We're gonna a team is. I think I was thinking team might be next oh. week. Yeah. Next oh, okay. week we might do teams. Just uh, go right. over the NFL mode. Then in that case, uh, I'm gonna go old school on you guys. Uh, crazy legs, Elroy Hirsch. That was my fifth one. <laughs> All right, crazy legs. Uh, Keith, you're up again for pick one of round two. Yeah, boy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with the bus. Jerome Bettis. That was my third oh. one. Wow. <laughs> okay. Man, Great. this is this is okay. I got I got what I would consider my the fourth best nickname at here. Give me sweetness. Yeah, I'm no. I'm surprised. That no, that's who I thought Dave or Matt was taking. Yeah. yeah. That was it. I'll was take my, sweetness. Was, yeah. I mean it's such a good name. I'll too. take sweetness. Yeah. Matt, right. who do you got? Oh, coming back. Okay, so I get two in a row then. All right, so um, no, no, no. Dave gets two in a row. Oh, Dave, because you, Sorry. yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go with. I, I always like this, and I love the guy too. So, Riverboat Ron Rivera. <laughs> Gotta go. Okay. Yeah, always gambling. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, I did have him on a on a list, so, but uh-huh. not not on, you know, the top. But yeah, good job, Dave. Who do you got? Riverboat Ron to Matt. Again, a guy that I just I really fell in love with as a as a football player for and for the uh, Icky Shuffle. I'm going yeah. with Elmer Woods. Okay, Icky Woods. <laughs> Woods. I had him on a list. I didn't have him. <laughs> I had him on a list of like, you know, uh, maybe, but just because I have a list of like twenty names, that's that's. I had ten. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you're back up. Who do you got first round or well, first pick go, in the third I'm round? I'm gonna go old school, like he said. Somewhere, I'm going with the Mad Bomber, Daryl Monica. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right, I'm gonna have yeah. to look that. That guy is not on my list. The Mad yeah. Bomber. So I will put that in, and I will go back to it. Number, uh, number three, throwing to throwing to Bolitnikov, who had one eye. Yeah. And led the league and put in, in catches for four or five years. He's blind in one eye. <laughs> All right. There's his name right there. All right. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I really like uh, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. <laughs> That's just, and he was he was just unstoppable too. Okay, um, let's see. Let me put 
that in Megatron. Got it. Um, so I'm up now. Ooh, man. We're going to we're gonna end up talking about just some honorable mentions after this, I think, because there's still a lot on the list. Um, another guy that I'm just surprised uh, people from Chicago did not take. Um, I know who you're going. <laughs> do you? Does he have a mustache? Yeah. Uh, Iron Mike Ditka. It's oh. a good one. Good name. He's on my list. And Keith. Alrighty, you got two, uh, two to round out your Mount Rushmore. Nope. Nobody picked Mean Joe Green, did they? No. Yeah, I had Joe, him on my list, though. Yeah. Mean Joe Green. All right. And one more. And then uh, the Galloping Ghost, Red Grange. Okay. Uh, man, I don't know. You guys have... Uh, I, I have two that I really want to take. Actually, I have three that I really want to take. <laughs> but I think this one will hit home with Matt. It's something from kind of our era. Give me the law fern. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. That was a good one. That was wasn't a great player, but the nickname of the law firm. Ben Jarvis, first name. Green Ellis, last name. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, uh Matt. Your last pick. This is tough. Yeah, I got a couple too, but I'll have to go. I'm, I got to stick to my list that I've, I I ordered them up. So Tyron Matthew, Matthew the the Honey Badger, the Honey Badger. I just think mm-hmm. it's so great. I I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's just always getting into things. I don't know. Just it's a cool name. It's a cool nickname. And Dave, the last pick, mystery relevant in this Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it doesn't fit. You got to quit the juice. The juice. the juice was on my list. Yeah. Didn't, know could, didn't know I wanted to bring it up. How did I miss that? I totally left juice. that off my list altogether. Oh, All right. So let's go. Let's go through, Dave. What uh, what other honorable mentions do you have on on yours? I only have one. I'm a, I was a ten. The big tuna, Bill Parcells. Okay. Oh yeah, it's good. Keith, too. you got any honorable mentions? Uh, I had uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was it on my on my list. Matt, what about you? What do you got left over on your list? I had a couple. Well, Dave said one before. What was it so? It's, it's Daniel Jones is Danny Dimes. But then what did you say was yeah. the other one? It was like White Lightning or Vanilla Mamba or what did you say? <laughs> oh, God, what was that? Well, Vanilla, what no, <laughs> it was something that was hilarious. Vanilla Ice? No, not Vanilla Ice. But I can't remember. Uh, I just thought no. I have Vanilla Mamba question mark, but I'm like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> But I had uh, Ocho Cinco was one, just because that's stupid. Uh, Beast Mo from Marshawn Lynch. Did anybody actually call Joe Burrow Joe Shiesty? I saw that one. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. That That is no – yeah, Joe Shiesty. Vanilla uh, Vic. Vanilla Vic. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I don't know how well that would play in the, yeah, on a graphic. Yeah. No. Um Mike Allstott is A-Train. I thought A-Train, yeah. But then the one, I mean, he wasn't a player, but this is 
This is probably one really good one. Just pop a bear for George Hallis. Yeah, I, I I assumed I thought Dave was going to take that with that last pick. All yeah. style out of Joliet Catholic. Um, a monster. <laughs> so a couple a couple ones that I was surprised were not taken. Uh, I'm surprised Dave or Keith did not take Captain Comeback Roger Saulback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Cool Joe Joe Cool Montana. Yeah, Montana, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Kansas Comet. Oh, Gale Sayers. Gale oh, Sayers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so those were a couple that I, I would have bet money would have been would have been taken. Um other ones that I really liked that were on my list, the Minister of Defense, Reggie White. Uh the the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Oh yeah, like, and then this this just because the name itself goes so well together, Steve Baker, the touchdown maker. <laughs> what about uh, Johnny Football? Yeah, that, that thought Even about he's uh, you know Richard Night Train Lane was also I had written down. There's uh, an old one. Tory mm-hmm. Big Game Holt, um, yeah. Greg Legatron Zerline. Yeah, yeah. the leg. Yeah. Old gunslinger, old OL possibly gunslinger Brett Favre. That's what they called him. I never heard of that. Uh, and then Deacon Jones. He went by Deacon, so I don't. I didn't know if I was going to actually give anybody that as a nickname. His real name was David, but he just always went by David or Deacon. And then Matt, I thought this might have been on your list: the Island. Oh, Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis, the Island. Yeah, just went into the Hall like, of Fame. Like the Nick, like some of these Nick, like where they come from, I don't know. Like Great. some of the older ones were like, you know, white shoes, crazy legs were good. Yeah. But like some of these other ones that just like, you like, that just come out of nowhere. Did like the for, island. For just because he was such a good. Did the honey badger, did that, was that like an announcer? It or... was an Ellis, no, it was an LSU thing because of his hair. Mm. The coach oh, started yeah. calling him the honey badger. Yeah. yeah, he was a honey badger. Yeah, back then. Yeah, back in LSU because yeah, it was hair in, in college, but I couldn't remember where it where it originated. Yeah. It yeah, but yeah, okay. So let's run it down real quick. Dave's Mount Rushmore of nicknames in this snake draft: Broadway Jill, Icky Woods with the Icky Shuffle, the Mad Bomber, and Juice. The Juice, I should say. Oof. Man, how did I leave the? How did I leave Juice off? Well, yeah. yeah, I can't, man. Totally forgot about that. The mats, the fridge, the refrigerator, fridge Perry, however you want to classify it. Yep. Uh, Riverboat Ron, the gambler himself, Ron Rivera, Megatron, and the Honey Badger. Uh, I got Prime Time slash Neon Dion, uh, Sweetness, Iron Mike Dicka, and the Law Firm. And uh, Keith has Crazy Legs, The Bus, Mean Joe Green and that Coca-Cola commercial, and The Galloping <laughs> Ghost. So, oh, I think this went well. Yeah, I yeah, think that this was good. good. That was good. Yeah. I think this was good. Next week, yeah, next week we're going to do teams. So, NFL teams. NFL teams. Like, like right. not like, you know what I mean by that. So, yeah. like, Mon- Monsters of the Midway. Purple mm-hmm. people eaters, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that type of nickname. Um, however, you want to classify it, and and we'll throw this out there in these type of things. If you don't think it classifies or counts, 
you can throw up a flag and we'll we'll discuss whether we'll vote on whether it counts or not. Yeah, the committee will put it. Yeah. We'll review it. We'll talk about it. We'll debate it. But yeah, I think I think this went well. Um mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll we'll continue to do this and eventually, yeah, we'll get into like fast food. We'll get into, you know, sodas, we'll get into <laughs> beers, we'll get into anything, everything. Candy bars, <laughs> maybe even like you know the Mount Rushmore of like computer apps, phone apps. I don't know. We'll just, we'll just wing it from time to time. Baseball nicknames, you know, hockey nicknames. We can get into all of this stuff down the line. But all right, guys, that'll wrap this one up. We will uh, chat next week. And uh, oh, I thought we were doing. Oh wait, or did I miss something? The Mount... you fall asleep. Oh, it was no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the Mount Rushmore of nicknames. Yeah, thought... yeah. Oh, I thought we were doing nicknames, and then we were doing a Mount Rushmore of NFL players. Oh, because because no. I handled... oh no 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 <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of nicknames. So this will be our Mount Rushmore segment. Will be every single week now, and we'll just rotate what the actual topic is. Oh, so okay, this week so, it was right, NFL so... nicknames. Next week, it'll be the Mount Rushmore of NFL team nicknames. Okay, so we'll this week I can't say that Jim Hart uh, on the Mount NFL Mount Rushmore. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Hardy, right. I, well, I almost gave away one of my team Yeah, names. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, we'll talk next week. Have a good one. Right, See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sports Divided Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Sports Divided. And we'll see you next week.